0: <laughs> hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is episode forty-four of season one, AA for Entrepreneurs.
1: <laughs> what was that? That was the AAFe gang sign. Oh, I <laughs> you like know it. about it?
0: No, no, no. I just caught caught a crosswind here. It was, you know, AAFe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. See, it's like the YMCA kind of thing. Yeah, but more hardcore. <laughs> gangster. Yeah, gangster. It's, it's involved in like, <laughs> space and not like.
1: <laughs> like,
0: like wide open wide well, just dancing prancing yeah well something about gang signs where if you you hold it close to your body it's like it's it's it's, it's cool yeah, yeah it's like oh, i don't want to mess with that guy
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to mess with that guy oh my god uh episode 44 44 is a good number for you guys and girls that don't know it's, it's like divine numbers. Is it? Yeah.
0: It's like angelic? Yeah. Four, so four
1: and four or yeah, 44? together. Well, four by itself, but doubly as much when it's together. Okay. Yeah, my girl knows way more, but. <laughs> um, welcome to episode 44. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. We forgot to introduce ourselves oh, last yeah, podcast. Oh, yeah. We're not that good yet. <laughs> yeah. We, we still make mistakes. Actually, I, Gary still like introduces himself. So does Joe Budden. Does Joe Rogan? no before his ads no. doesn't he say just, like this is the joe rogan podcast. he says
0: this is the great and powerful adam souza <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's hilarious oh, mind. uh so thank you to our listeners watchers uh subscribers if you're not subscribed already please do please do it means the world to us and uh we're just steadily trying to grow this podcast and get more and more people on next season We have what? Two more episodes left of this season, first season.
0: Yeah, something like that. And then we go not counting this one. Yeah, more after. Then right into season two. Season
1: dose. I need to to learn how to say season in Spanish, so I could say I'm not even gonna Spanish
0: word season Uh (laughs) dose. Yeah, I can't even think of it. I'm trying to think of like a what a Spanglish term would be, and it, it's not sounding. It's good. Not, it's not just registering in the brain. Yeah, I feel
1: that, man. We've had a. We're, I'm feeling goofy this morning. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I actually like got to go to the beach yesterday and like feel like a human. Yeah, how was it? It was good. It was good. You know, I got to dunk my, my six month old in the water. She loved it. She was like, "What is this thing? This is the biggest bath I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so that was was she freaked out at all? No. How cold was it? It wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. Uh, down at Wareham, the, I think the, the, that jet stream hits it, so it actually like, gets a little bit warm. Oh, okay. It was cooler during a high tide once, once that moved in. Dude, how amazing are tides? I was thinking about that yesterday, and maybe it was because <laughs> I smoked before I went down, but. Yeah, in the moon? The, but think about how many millions of gallons of water come in during the tides. Yeah, like, it's mind-blowing. It seems like that. I mean, it's over like 12 hours, but like how long does it take to fill a pool? It takes a couple days. Right. <laughs> so like millions of gallons of water come in within like eight hours or whatever it takes, you know, to go from low to high tide. And then think tsunamis.
0: Yeah. Uh, what? Like how much water that Like th- – What this is the been, ocean? Jesus, it's enormous. <laughs> That's what she said. And then you, you see like uh, – I know there's like a picture on the internet. I don't know. It's probably fake. But it makes me think of college, because it's just like this giant wave that's probably like bigger than a bridge, right? And you just see this like one person standing on the beach, like, oh well, well, I'm not even gonna try running. And that's kind of how college felt. (laughs) He's like, here it comes, nothing I can do about it. Just kind of watch it happen. Yeah, yeah.
1: College. I never. Well, I guess I did go to college for. Like a semester in person but it was mostly online for me and even that was brutally boring like i would it was probably more boring online because at that point like i did in high school i used my audio equipment to record the vocab words i didn't know (laughs) so that i could listen in class and get 100. yeah Uh, i would kind of do the same thing where i would record the whole entire class and then when the test time came, I would just kind of like look through it <laughs> or I'd like take pictures of the slides, picture, 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 and just not pay attention. Just like, oh, new slide, new picture. <laughs> yeah. And then look at during the test. Yeah. And then during the test, I would get like a 90 to 95. Oh, You do it ones. online. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That, that was a joke. I used to record my lectures. Yeah. But I, and I I'd try to study from them. I still have all of my recordings, but I never really listened to them once. Imagine if you could have, what is it, the dragonfly or the. Dragon speech or something yeah. like that. Imagine if
1: you could just have that just translate everything into written word and then you could just yeah. like hotkey search it. That would be dope. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. I bet you there's college students out there doing that right now. There's gotta For be. For sure.
0: There's probably college kids doing like way more intricate things, yeah. like that we can't even <laughs> grasp what they're actually doing. Or like, right I, know, back like in my day. I know. I remember like. Here, this was back in college, I heard rumors of people like printing like notes on a Kit Kat bar or like on the on the paper, on the wrapper and then using water bottles too. using that to cheat. Yep. I I did the water bottle. I I would get like a
1: massive one of the big water bottles and I'd peel it off, print it on the back and then re-glue it back on. It was way easier to just record it and put it on my headphones until they caught on. <laughs> <laughs> then it was not so good. Yeah. School, man. I personally think that they need to teach more things in school that are viable to life when you get out of school so that people don't have this false reality of what life actually is. Like, I'm a rare person because I've been doing my taxes since I was 16 by myself as like a challenge to my stepdad, like, ha! <laughs> um, but most people don't do their taxes. I know people that are my age that haven't done their taxes like by themselves ever. They go to H&R Block, which is, you know, fine or whatever, but it's really not that hard. Yeah, it's very easy. As long as you know how to add one plus one and you can then verify that one plus one does in fact equal two. You did your tax returns it's, yeah. and it gets a little more complicated when you get into stuff like rehab with business deductions and mileage deductions and, and things like that. But right. it's it's super easy. Why don't they teach that in school?
0: You it know? would be like one class. Yeah. You'd teach it in health or would it have a separate class and you could teach life? Yeah. And I mean, you could do like 101,
1: 102, 103. Uh-huh. You have like a three class series where like it's like just your basics and then like how to do itemized deductions and then like all this other stuff. Sh- I guess you could teach that in one
0: semester. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard. No, definitely because doing your taxes, like you said, it it isn't hard. You can get it done in like an hour, especially yeah. now with like TurboTax. So and easy, like that. it's super simple.
1: What other classes do you think they should teach in schools that they're not teaching now? That would like really have helped. That you would in life? help
0: help in life. Yeah, probably how to interview. Ooh, that's a great. How one. to how to talk to people. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. like Communication. What do you, what do you
1: think about like because Gary V says that you know. uh, Expecting somebody to look you in the eyes during a conversation is an old school way of thinking, and kids don't have to do that nowadays. How do you feel about that? Well,
0: most of a lot of life is still in person. Like there is yeah. a lot of life that's lived on the computer, so it, it isn't important. But I still think that proper communication Agreed. is still important. I mean, you don't need to stare at somebody <laughs> <laughs> like while you're talking because it gets weird, you know, so. I don't know there's like there's a lot of like psychological things um where people do and i'm not an expert yeah. on communicating but there's like a like a balance where it's acceptable and then it gets like weird and and the whole group gets uncomfortable yeah yeah and um but yeah i think that's super super important to teach people what else is uh i think like they should give the more the options for system? the kids that
1: want to go into business instead of college after high school you know like how to write a business plan that could be definitely more than one class because that shit is complicated you know like yeah. and we actually uh ran into what was what's the name of the the farming um organization that cam works for I'm CMAP. map c map yeah we were talking to them about uh, the services that they offer for you know new farmers and they offer amazing services one of them is how to write a business plan and i was like dang i wish we could have taken that class (laughs) yeah that would have helped us a lot (laughs) we like basically taught ourselves how to write a business plan by looking at like your moms and then some other online examples and yeah and people giving their feedback back and forth and and then we ended up doing it. Yeah. So that made me feel pretty good, actually, because we were like, oh, shit, like, that's something they have to teach other people how to do. Like, we just went out there and like, we can do this. We got this. And, uh, you know,
0: after we flubbed it completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first time. I mean, I mean, that's business, yep. right? You you make a mistake. You you try, you fail, you try again, fail, and you eventually get to a point where you're like, all right, this is pretty good. Yep. This is all right. Yeah. So big things in urban acres this week um the main journalist from the taunton gazette ended up stopping by urban acres and interviewed us he was there for about 10 or 15 minutes amazing guy amazing guy yeah charles he's really he's really good guy uh very generous he listens you know like when you talk to him he's it's like he cares what you're saying Mm. and then uh excellent writer yeah, you know, he's, got, he's got a way of um, really telling a story, and it's easy to read, too, which is really nice. I meant to pick up an actual hard copy of the newspaper yesterday. Just, yeah, I tried to, too. Shoot. I'm sure it's still available, right? Is it like a weekly thing? I don't know. Me either. Newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted the keepsake. I, I just heard that we got the front page.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully people buy
0: newspaper. <laughs> buy newspaper! If you're, right. If you're I like I'm thinking, like... I was thinking it's not really a big deal just because people don't really buy newspapers anymore. Maybe if it was like the 80s, I'd be like, the online article is a bigger deal
1: than the the actual like newspaper. Yeah, some
0: people still see that. But even then, I'm like, who really looks at the Taunton Gazette? I'm sure there there are people that look at it because it's it's still, I think it's great social proof. Hmm.
1: It's amazing social proof, I think. You know, uh, it's like, oh, a, a, an accredited news organization is writing about these people. I've been kind of paying attention to them. Okay, now I can get fully on board. Cause I wish we could see how many people have viewed that article because I don't know how many likes you had on your Facebook, but it looked like you had quite a bit. And then I had like 60 to 70, the page had a bunch and then the I posted it on the Hemp Coalition group page that had a yep. bunch of likes like so. A we, lot of people shared it. Of, yes, dude. There's probably like 40 shares or so on it, like all together. I kept seeing it like a, on my timeline, like random people sharing it. Yeah.
0: Um, Ellen Brown, who runs Canada, huge. And they
1: shared it for us. They shared the article and even like my speech and everything. So that's, yep. that's super cool. That's super cool.
0: Yes, entrepreneurially, this week has been great. But yeah. Like I guess we have been essentially marketing ourselves in that regard. Yeah. And, We've um, been just everything that we plan to do is now coming
1: to fruition, basically. You know, like we're looking for the funding to start our product line. We have that ready to be launched. We have our financials ready for that now. And we have a meeting, I think it's Friday. I have a meeting with some a potential yeah, you know, pharmacist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Private pharmacist wants, wants some salve, some salve, some of that ultra good salve, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's 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 amazing when you make connections, they just kind of connect you with other people yeah. very organically.
0: Yeah. I mean, we came in today and had a uh, someone someone knows someone who's interested in investing in the industry. So, I mean, it's, it's all networking. It's just and that's why you, n- you never stop. Whatever it is that you're doing or you're trying to accomplish, never stop because you never know when you would have made it. So if you would quit today, you never know who you would have met two weeks from now. Like, oh, if you had just hung on a little bit longer, that's even 80 years old. Keep going because it might be tomorrow. And document it. Document your
1: struggles and everything. Like I've I was just talking to I think I was talking to you about it, like how it's going to be so great when everything happens, because. I've I've literally dedicated myself to this for three straight years. And then like another two on top of that, that was kind of like, I was trying, <laughs> you know, like learning. And then another like five on top of that of building skills to get to that point of being able to, okay, I wanna do entrepreneurship. Yep. But now it's like three straight years of dedicating myself to growing and losing <laughs> probably 60000 dollars, you know, of in, of money that I've invested to basically learn how to grow uh, at scale, and it's it's been such an amazing journey and process to see where it's at now. You know, with a hundred and hundred plus plants in the ground and healthy plants, healthy plants, like they're, do, they're doing well. And a solid business plan, an amazing partner, and it's it's uh, it's crazy what can happen if you just don't give up. Like it, if there's so many times that my fiance and I got into arguments over like how much I'm working on the business and not making money, like throughout this three years, like you're really going to make beard balm right now, Adam, when you should be working. And I'm like, yes, I want to make beard balm. Like, yeah. And it just leads to this, you know, and,
0: um, it's a beautiful thing. For it's sure. incredible. I mean, to touch more on what's been going on on the farm is that I don't remember the last time we gave like a real update, but I do remember talking about a an, a pH problem and secondary uh, magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. So we've been spraying with an organic cow mag uh, once a week, uh, pretty much coating coating the leaves. And that that mag issue went down completely. There's no, no evidence of any sort of deficiency throughout any of the plants on the farm. The pH has also been... Uh, Uh, corrected in that we decided to go with a soil drench as opposed to amending the soil with a a particulate and then kind of crossing our fingers and waiting for the the rain to soak that through and we did a uh, video on ph and exactly that whole process we can link it in the description below Mm -hmm. If, if you've got Any plants that are showing signs of magnesium deficiency, or if you haven't tested your pH at all. If you haven't tested your pH at all, there's most likely it's not perfect. It's so funny. Everybody that
1: is like, oh, I'm having this issue
0: with my plant outdoors,
1: I'm like, you check your pH? (laughs) Like every single time they're like, "Uh, well, no, I haven't. (laughs) Like that's probably it. That's what it was for us. And our plants are thriving, growing like two to three inches a day. Yeah. Insane. And it, honestly, we can't even like measure the growth right now because it's like bushing as it's growing tall. It's right. It's, right. it's it's like impossible to even measure. But it's if we had to put it down on paper, I'd probably say three to four inches a day.
0: Could be, yeah. I mean they're getting big. They're probably some of them are waist high. Yeah. At this point and almost and, equally wide. Yep. Some of them the just the genetic diversity that we're starting to see in the field is really impressive. Where i mean this this one this one plant I hate it, <laughs> and it's straight up. it goes this way. we haven't bent it bent it at all, but it's just straight up, there's no branching structure, and it's about waist high, but it's just i hate it yep. it's a it's a male, and I just I look at it and I'm like this I don't know where this- it's like a real hatred for this one <laughs> <stupid> plant
1: <laughs> it's because it's the only one we, it's really irrational. We, we still have a few males left in our in our plot, but uh we're we're just kind of like waiting till. You know, we could put a plant in their spot, yeah, but the it's we we stopped tying down the males, so now they're just looking
0: like typical cannabis plants just straight up and down, yeah Christmas tree, like except that pencil looking one, yeah uh, so actually like it's it's funny that the males tend to grow more vigorously and faster, taller at first because they flower and they they bud uh pollinate quicker and then the wind catches them and they're ended up they end up pollinating the females but the biggest decision the reason why we've decided to to keep them in the ground is because those roots are continuing to grow and those roots are essentially building the railway building the railroad system for the clones that are going to go in there in the future and we're hoping to get the plant the clones fully rooted and acclimated by the no later than the 20th of July yep. and i don't I don't even know how big those will get before they start to flower, but maybe maybe as big as the plants are in the field now probably so they'll probably get like the size of a uh, a big microwave before they start to flower, maybe maybe an oven <laughs> <laughs>
1: We don't expect the plants that we're putting in on the 20th of this month to get huge you know like our plants are now that we put in in the beginning of june (laughs) (laughs) they're two months behind yeah basically so it's just something to basically not have a complete loss at that spot where we had a male and just trying to you know make sure that we get as much of a yield as possible because we're basically trying to prove to farmers that with even a tenth of an acre of land you can make a crazy amount of money
0: off of that you know it's It's insane. Especially now. Yeah. Right now is the time to be in the hemp industry. I think it's a lot like getting into coding before coding was really a thing. If you knew how to code when computers really went mainstream, I mean, look at Zucks. I tried
1: you did you yeah, back then yeah when i went to college the first time i did a, uh, C plus plus uh class to learn how to code and i was lost <laughs> yeah just not i my, don't know i my, wouldn't my even nope i would i, I, I would rather be on a mountain before once. did you yeah not fun
0: not fun at all yeah everybody's no. different yeah. some people think it's oh this is a blast yep. it makes sense it clicks to them and they really like it we love you yes keep, we do. Keep, thank you keep changing the world yeah. <laughs> coding is super important yeah um but yeah on the on the farm it's it's nice being able to go out there at least for us to to go out in the sun kind of monitor how the plants are doing it's significantly easier than growing eight different crops uh, lettuce kale beets it's a lot less yeah, back, different kinds back of water breaking like- yeah that was that was really tough it's actually it's easier to to cultivate hemp to be honest than all the all the vegetables how do you think
1: we how much more time do you think it would take if we went up to two acres
0: not that much more time i mean there's some things that we would have to scale like watering yep. that takes a lot of time but other than that we haven't it doesn't take a long time to manicure them yet yeah. um su- support supporting them that's going to be different but as of now we would it wouldn't take us much time i think we could do two acres 20 times what we're doing now on our own yeah, without having to we're doing like
1: help. eight eight hours of work and that's without automating the watering like you're saying right when we we'll get to two acres ta- we're definitely time automating the watering like screw that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll take that off the plate basically completely and uh yeah, yeah i was saying the same thing because somebody was like how are you how is two people gonna handle i was talking about 10 acres and i was like 10 acres will be a challenge but I know we could handle it still, still like, or we could get help when we need it, you know, during harvest. Those are the times that you hire help, you know, yeah. and you get somebody to come and hey, we'll pay you Piece twenty bucks an hour to come help us, you know, do harvest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just we right now I, I told him, I was like, with a tenth of an acre, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're we would be bored if we were normal people because we're 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 like, okay. What else can we do? Oh, let's look into this. Yeah. Oh, let's look into this. And then we're all of a sudden we're, we find new things like colloidal silver. <laughs> yeah.
0: Colloidal silver has been super fascinating. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of research. I know you've been looking into it too. Um, we stayed up talking until one in the morning on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just looking up the amazing, um, st- uh, what's not what's studies studies, the studies that have been done on, uh, colloidal silver and green onions and the like before and after they weighed the dry weight and seems and the studies show that they do significantly better and the colloidal silver has shown to uh be a super antimicrobial but mainly for fungi so the fungi that causes rot in um, cannabis who knows there's not studies that have been done on this but if if it is a uh a uh, mycoside then there's no reason to believe that it wouldn't have a strong um killing effect yeah. on on the organisms that cause powdery mildew uh, bud rot i just bought i was
1: just thinking about this right i bought nano silver toothpaste which nano silver is what colloidal silver is yeah why do, why do they call it colloidal silver
0: I don't know where the colloidal
1: comes yeah, from. I, I don't I'd have to look up nano silver. That have to look it up. Yeah, cool look it up. <laughs> but uh, they say that it's, it's supposed to really help your breath. So is that like what causes bad breath? Is bad bacteria? Yes. And then essentially, like the silver is killing the bad bacteria in your mouth, and you brush your teeth. That makes sense. That just all I like, clicked in my that head. That makes perfect sense.
0: Like a colloidal mouthwash. Yeah, they, they gave me that too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pretty awesome. I didn't even think of that. I'm gonna add some colloidal silver into my mouthwash. Yeah. True. That's a really good idea. I don't know. Like, again, there's, for some reason, there's not a ton of studies. That's that not been, FDA approved, just, just like. have been done on it. <laughs> just like <Yeah>. CBD. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out, though, colloidal silver, if you buy it, it's super expensive. But super. it is really easy to make. You just need a little bit of knowledge and a couple of tools. And, again, anybody with a, a little bit of drive, if you want to make your own. I would highly recommend keeping your amps low. So don't even bother with batter, the battery system. I guess if you're in a pinch, you can. But if you've got a, a, a random cell phone cord lying around, cut off the the head, expose the wires, use the black and the red wires, and clip those to alligator clips. And then the alligator clips go right into attaching to the silver. And what's amazing about the uh, the. sorry i'm just picturing somebody like screwing that all up (laughs) the exposed wire is that cell phones have an internal resistor which basically caps how much amperage goes through to what you're looking at so you you won't even have to deal with soldering or adding a resistor you just use the use the block in the cord that you get from an old phone. It's hey, really, entrepreneurs,
1: does not guarantee that any accidents will not happen. If accidents do happen, we are not liable. <laughs> yeah, do your own thing.
0: And it's at the end of the day, even if you do get a shock, it's going to be one amp. Yeah. I don't know. What is it? 12 volts? Woman up. <laughs> you get like a shock from a double A battery. That's pretty much what it's going to be like. Yep. So at the end of the day, it's not even like, I wouldn't go tapping into the, the main electricity of your house. <laughs> I wouldn't Add go an doing extra that. extra circuit for the cool little yeah. silver maker. Definitely look more into just my words explaining how this all works. But I'm telling you right now, with a little bit of research, it's really easy. And it's... It just takes a lot longer to to make the You're
1: you're talking about making a video on how to make it. You're actually making a video. I walked in on you doing that
0: today. (laughs) Yeah, actually, uh, the video that I've been starting now is with the experiment. I'm doing an experiment where I'm kind of taking the life of corn kernels. Mm. And because they grow fast, there's a lot of energy in, in corn. So kind of right now I'm testing to see if the nutrient bath that they're in with a control group, compared to a nutrient bath with 10 parts per million of silver. And so far, after two days, the the nutrient bath with the silver is showing more sprouting activity hmm. than the nutrient bath without the silver. So, I mean, it's just two kernels out of seven, but we'll see where it goes. I'm interesting. I, if I were to guess right now what I think is going to happen is I think it's not going to make a difference on the large scape of things. Hmm i could be wrong and th- i hope i am
1: corn takes a long time to germinate huh <laughs> it's a few days three to five days didn't it take us one for our hemp? two
0: yeah to it took us one yeah to sprout like germinate in sprout is different so sprouting one to two days but like germinate with you see the uh the first color chal- what is it uh yeah Oh, those first two sets of leaves, that takes about three Cautilean. to five. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. I did think about it. <laughs> um, that's three to five days. Yep. So, I mean, if with colloidal silver, you get to two to three days at the end of the day, that's it would be a benefit. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if if you're germinating
1: faster, everything else will probably happen faster and more vigorously as well, I would imagine. I hope.
0: Maybe. If that's the case, I mean, it could be revolution, revolutionary towards yeah. agriculture. And it it's, could it's, be
1: the last time that we talk about this on here because it could be our
0: Franks. We, put, we <laughs> might put that shit on everything. It could be, yeah. <laughs> so if you never hear of this experiment again.
1: <laughs> it's because it did wildly successful. I'm just kidding. We're We're just going at things differently than people you
0: know like we yeah. see the value and telling people exactly what we're doing <laughs> yeah and entrepreneurial yeah. too like if colloidal silver is so useful then there's a market for it and yep. right now you can look up you can buy colloidal silver but the big problem I see with that is you don't know what you're getting yep. you have no idea you can test it with a ppm meter but is those hundred ppm's those hundred parts per million in that solution are those all silver you have no idea it yeah. could be salt yeah
1: maybe they didn't be, use the right kind of water to start and they right. started out with tap water or something you exactly
0: know? maybe they thought oh well, i want to speed up this reaction by adding salt and ionizing the water bad idea because you're, you're adding more parts per million into yep. that so if you make it yourself you can test what you start with you start with distilled water it's zero maybe it's one if you if the container you were using had dust or whatever it should be zero or one and then as the days progress if you're using one amps it's gonna take a while a couple of days but you can slowly see those parts per million rise and Mm -hmm. if you've only got uh, that water in contact with silver and ion electricity then you know for a fact that that is pure yeah that in entrepreneurial speaking if there is a market for this, for pure silver, we're documenting the whole process. This is how we get it. Yep. It's a it's a product that we can market.
1: Yeah, we can be a trusted source of it. Like he's saying, like I, I bought some colloidal silver and now that you've done your experiment, I'm looking at it like I could see the silver chunks, like kind of big silver chunks, you know, yeah. like I bet you if I tested this, it would probably...
0: Mm, not be too
1: good on the ppm meter who knows who knows what's in that and it tastes like horrible terrible like you can't take it by itself or you're just like yeah Yeah. for hours hours
0: so it's yeah (laughs) wow yeah i mean a big thing that i i learned in the past week is that if you do end up making your own uh, there's a color spectrum and it goes from clear the final solution clear to like a pale yellow like a straw hmm. to an amber and the darker the color is the larger the particles of silver are and that happens because of amperage there's more amps there's more electricity flowing into the the water and the molecules inside the water the silver are smashing into each other and forming larger and larger po- particles that are harder for plants and humans to in- internalize uh not digest but uh
1: absorb absorb yeah hmm. makes a lot of sense i mean if you have nanoparticles that you can't really see you're probably gonna just go into your body and out of your body just as quick like, yeah in and out yeah <clears throat> I'm, that's i can't wait to see what that does for our our plants as a whole because it's uh <sighs> after our talk i was just so excited about it like so 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 excited about it and uh, i feel like it's really promising i feel like it's super promising and i feel like our oh my god I'm just like visualizing the plants again and in my head like we just went out to the field before we shot this and it's like oh man <laughs> we still mm. got a, like two and a half to three weeks of, of veg left man like and then it's gonna like you said it like kind of stops before flower for a few days and then explodes again yeah the, and, it like resets and we're at waist high right now so we're looking at like three foot plants right now and they're gonna go to our height <laughs> I think they're, they're easily
0: gonna veg for another
1: month maybe <laughs> it's looking looking at it's the calyxes and look i mean at the pistols and the uh i forget what the little nut sacks are even the pollen sacks aren't formed yet right. so that lets lets us know that because like you said the pollen comes first if they're not getting pollen sacks we're not even into flower on the females yet so yeah hopefully hopefully we have a solid three
0: weeks, if we could get another four weeks. Oh man. Yeah, a good, a good key that I've been looking at is once you start seeing calyxes and pistols starting to cluster, you're probably a week, a week and a half into flower.
1: Yeah, or maybe a little less. Maybe less, a couple, yeah. few days. Yeah, I'd say like four to nine days, somewhere in that, that range. Sounds, yeah, it sounds like a good yeah. range.
0: This is a good indication to see where you're at because yep. I mean, you don't really know. I've been doing an experiment where I'm forcing uh, a couple of branches to flower now by just covering them from light for 12 hours. So I'll put it on at 10 at 10 PM yep. and then I'll take it off at eight. So I think it gets dark here around nine o'clock or, or so. So that's like 11 to 12 hours of darkness. And by looking at the branches, I've been doing it for about three days and I can't see a thing
1: No, not at yet. all.
0: So it's either not working or it just takes a little bit of time.
1: Yeah. And with – you brought up the knowledge of, uh, you know, the earlier you get into flower, the earlier it finishes and the better UVV, UVB rays it gets because of being in the summertime. Yeah. And I was just – I was thinking about that the other day. If we were actually able to start our plants early. It would be amazing. Oh, my God, It's just
0: the quality is, like,
1: almost double, <laughs> yeah. I think. And it's it's all like the imagine uh, UVB. The, 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 not even just quality. I would imagine the yield, too, because UVB is what oh,
0: gives yeah. you the – thick, dense. Nerves. Yep. It's uh, because the trichor- trichromes, um, all of the like the CBD, THC, everything in the plant go into the trichromes because it protects the plant against UVB rays. So the more UVB there is, the more of those they're going to produce in order to protect the plant. Yep. And it's, a, it's a, a better form of uh, energy as, or so the, the plants use. And UVB is stronger in the summer because the sun... The rays are more direct towards the winter. It's more of an angle. So it penetrates the atmosphere a little bit more of an angle and the ozone refracts the uh, UVB light. So in the fall, uh, there's some really good charts wherever you're located. There's some good charts online. You can look up uh, UVB exposure or or quantity (laughs) of UVB during the months and it shows by latitude. Hmm. Um all should look into the that the
1: sure you probably already have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking and by the way if you don't know what trichromes are they if you look at them on, with a little loop or a microscope at, at plants at cannabis plants when they're flowering or hemp plants when they're flowering uh, they look like little mushrooms coming off the plants it's kind of like If you look at it without a microscope, it's like they they look like the little diamonds that are all over the plants. When you look at them with a microscope, they're like a little mushroom that comes off the plant. And it's it's actually really cool because they change color during flower. And that's kind
0: of how you tell when you when you harvest. Yeah. When I look at them, I kind of imagine like taking a straw, dipping it into like bubble solution and then. Blowing it yeah. on it a little bit. It's got a long, narrow kind of yep. neck, and then it, it expands like a, like a bubble.
1: Yep. And then it turns uh, yellowy-orange by the end of the season. It that's goes from really, clear to white to yellowy-orange. It's really cool. It's fascinating. I always thought that was cool when I, when I first looked at those.
0: <laughs> so to finish up the podcast with a little bit more entrepreneurship, how's DoorDash been going? I know yesterday <sighs> there was something.
1: It was it was a couple of days ago, fortunately, uh, but it's it's been pretty awful, you know. <laughs> like I, I definitely have not been passionate about DoorDash at all. Um, it, I, I've kind of like looked at it as a way, yeah, it's making me money, but it takes me completely off the grid from doing basically any kind of work because I'm driving. You know, it's it's at first I was I was trying to work and drive at the same time, and it just becomes overly dangerous so you know I'd, I'd now just focus on driving because I don't want anything to happen and uh you know <sighs> we only have a minute left in the timer I don't know if I have it <laughs> well, we'll reset we gotta reset <laughs> now that I had a break <laughs> yeah so the other night on DoorDash I drove 20 minutes to a restaurant and I get there which I, don't, I didn't mind that was, that was like my first delivery of the night I went there and they said, hey, that order actually hasn't even been placed. You're the third Dasher, which is what they call people that deliver food on DoorDash, to come here and try to pick up this order. And we've turned the other people away. Other people probably just canceled it and said screw this and walked away, to not waste their time. Me, being a problem solver, I sat down and I got on the help desk immediately. And I I let them know the the issue. It's It's not placed yet. You guys need to place this order. And uh, they were like, do you want to wait? I said, sure, but I'm going to be waiting 40 minutes because I asked that ahead of time before I talked to support. And uh, (laughs) he was like, I was like, am I going to get paid for it? And he said, no. Oh, okay. So I'm going to like double my time spent on this and not get compensated in any way. Okay. just take me off of it. So I'm I'm walking out of the restaurant. I got an Uber order cuz I run them both at the same time. And so I went to the Uber order and I I go there and as I touch my food, I, this is my my system secrets. I as I touch my food, then I go back to DoorDash and I look, okay, I'm I'm still on this order. <sighs> so deliver the Uber and I pull over and get back on the help desk and I tell this guy Again, the same story, like this, this order hasn't been canceled, I don't wanna be on this order anymore. And at this point it's been like an hour. And I'm like, okay, you guys need to compensate me for this at this point. Like it's been an hour that I've wasted on this and not gotten any orders. Like I'm working, I'm trying to make money and provide for my family. And and he's just like, oh, we'll, we'll pay you half the rate. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm gonna get $5.58 for waiting an hour and driving 20 minutes and then 20 minutes back home. That doesn't seem right. So I was just like, can I talk to your manager? No, my manager's not around. Like immediately, like, no, my manager's not around. He's yeah. busy with his daily tasks or something like that. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> no, nah, man, I got wait. And then he just kind of like kept me waiting and then was like, no, he's just not gonna be available today. <laughs> I was like, what? So then I, I tried to you know pull a little trick and say that I picked up the order and that the customer wasn't responding. And usually it counts down for five minutes and then pays you for the order. Yeah. Immediately the customer calls me. Hey, uh, I saw that it said that there's a problem. In my order it says I'm not answering. So then I explain to her what's going on. Like I'm the third dasher that's been there. Sorry, you've been waiting so long. I'm trying to get this figured out for you. Like I'm on help desk as you're calling me. It went five minutes and just stayed there again. (laughs) Now this guy on the help desk basically just parked me, He just left me there until I gave up and got off off the, the help desk chat line. So now I call. And I say to the guy that answers after I verify myself, I say, hey, I am furious at this point. I don't wanna talk to you. You can't solve my issue. Can I talk to your manager, please? I don't wanna flip out on you. I really just want to talk to your manager. This isn't your fault and I don't want to get mad at you. Super frustrating. Super frustrating. And I was very upfront with him. He says, my manager's not available. I, I said, okay, okay, okay. Your last guy said that to you. Why don't you actually go check? Like, at least like make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves me on hold for five minutes and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got what I asked for. Comes back, yeah, my my is not available. I was like, I'll wait. So I wait like two minutes of like silence. He's like, sir, I could, I could help you, I could help you. I'm like, you, you can't help me. You're not gonna be able to help me. The last dude said I was gonna get paid $6 and last time I checked, slavery isn't legal. Like just isn't happening, this isn't happening. I'm not getting paid at this point. It's like an hour and 20 minutes now. And I'm getting more and more mad. And then again, he's like, just, why don't you just tell me what happened? I can help you. I'm, okay, fine. <laughs> and like just started yelling it to him. And again, he offered me half the rate. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I had to feed my family, dude. And you're gonna offer me $5. And he like, I like screamed at him for like a solid minute, which I feel terrible about. And I hate when I get angry like that, but oh my God, I was so frustrated And and eventually after like an awkward silence, after I flipped out, he's like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm so sorry. He's like, let me see what I can do. And he's like, all right, this is what I can do. I'll, I'll pay you for the full order plus half the order. And I was like, okay, that's like $18. I didn't even deliver it. I got this Uber delivery. So that's like $25 for my first hour and 20 minutes, whatever, whatever. Because you're one of the top rated dashers in the area. And I said that to him. I'm like, dude, I'm one of your preferred drivers. I can pick up catering orders, which means that my rating is high enough and my... Um, my, my completion rate is high enough. My on-time rate is like 98%, (laughs) like it's ridiculous. I'm always, it says like deliver by 825 and I'm delivering at 755. Like I'm just, cause I don't, I don't mess around. Like I'm trying to make as much money as possible. And you do that by getting a high volume of orders. And I'm just like, dude, how are you disrespecting me like this? Like I'm one of your high, I talk about DoorDash all the time. Like the reason, half the reason I don't get, make as much of DoorDash as I could is because I've literally told all of these fast food workers that are miserable with their life, that DoorDash pays 18 to $25 an hour. And they're like, I can drive around and make 18 to $25 an hour and get a tax write-off to not have to pay a higher tax rate. What? (laughs) So there, you know, a lot of people I haven't really seen around the fast food scene so much, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, which which makes me happy, but also takes away from my delivery opportunities, which I'm a preferred driver now. So now I get top rate, you know, whatever. So it was extremely frustrating. And I don't know if it's like, because I screamed at them, but, I've never been so busy on DoorDash. I made a hundred and like twenty dollars in three hours. After that, and I was just like,
0: hmm, "Okay, I guess that worked out."
1: Wow, yeah, <laughs> and that's I'm, good. I got like another three Uber deliveries on top of that. So I mean,
0: you know, I had a decent so night. So now that you've been doing uh, all of these delivery services for a couple of months, what's your overall view? How do you feel now? Oh, it's um.
1: I definitely want to make a video on the pros and cons of it because it's definitely uh, different for each one, right? So like Uber doesn't even have a scheduling option because they don't get enough orders. They don't have enough restaurants on board. Um, so that's kind of sucks. You know, you put it on for, sometimes I could put it on Uber for eight hours and not get an order, which sucks. <laughs> DoorDash has the scheduling, but very limited. You know, it's not getting overrun with people. And in Grubhub, I don't even, you have to like schedule it in five minutes to even get anything with Grubhub. So I do think it's a viable way to make money. Um, It's very difficult for me right now because I'm I'm very busy. So it's hard for me to just stop and just look at a schedule and try to figure out my schedule for the whole week for what I'm gonna do for driving. And um, I actually think that Grubhub is punishing me right now because I, uh, I've dropped a few schedule blocks because of car problems, uh, when my battery was having issues, and then uh, because I made money doing other stuff that I didn't wanna drive, I was making 20 bucks an hour solid instead of uh, maybe you'll make 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. So I dropped my block on it. And because of that, that's one of the the factors that goes into how much of an opportunity you get is how much of a drop block success rate you have or whatever, so. It sounds
0: like they consider you calling out.
1: Yep. Yep, so they're basically like punishing me. I haven't been able to pick up anything on their scheduling for weeks now. Um, And DoorDash, I haven't really been able able to either. It's just been, I've gotten lucky and it just pops up. It's like, hey, it's busy right now. Do you want to dash? And I'm like, sure. And I just keep extending, extending, extending. Yeah. Um, So, which is kind of nice because then I make my own schedule for real. I'm like, yeah, I feel like dashing now, just I'll dash. But. It's been frustrating, and I think it's been a buildup to that flip out. I haven't been wanting to do any of the driving services for about a month now. Like, since we've been in the thick of things with Urban Acres, yeah. and even on the days when I'm pouring sweat and feel like I'm going to pass out from heat exhaustion, like, that is still more enjoyable to me <laughs> than yeah. sitting in my car and driving around people's food. It's It's starting to feel more like work now. It's starting to feel like more than work. Like, what is what is worse than work like torture yeah it's starting to feel that way it's like the only enjoyable part of my day is is talking to some of the employees and most of them uh especially restaurants they don't get a tip from the order so then they feel a type of way towards me Hmm. you know so like a lot of people don't even like me they kind of look at you like you're taking their money yep yeah because i get the tip And that's now that, now that uh, DoorDash actually, one of the things they added was a complete breakdown of your payout, which they were the only one that didn't do that. Grubhub lets you know, like you got a $5 minimum plus 49 cents per mile, plus your tip. Hmm. And and then DoorDash was kind of like just paying you. They never told you a breakdown. And I was always wondering, like, I wonder what's going on with that. They only pay you like a dollar. And then if the customer doesn't tip you, then they meet up to a certain amount. Doordash. Yeah, so keep that in mind. If, if you're if you're ordering from Doordash, please tip your driver because they probably aren't making that much if you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people wouldn't tip their driver. Yeah, some people don't, for yeah. sure. Some guy paid me five dollars and quarters the other day. <laughs> Whatever, I yeah, guess. It's money. Guess i guess I'll. But I mean, Courtney works at a coffee shop, coffee shop, so she's always cashing in tips. I'll just give her the five dollars and get a five dollar bill
0: back. So yeah, it's nothing. It's nada. Not Good. That's I think that's super insightful for the ton of people that are driving with those types of services right now. Yeah,
1: you know, it's gonna be frustrating sometimes, like especially where we're starting to really. I I don't think I've ever, besides maybe hundred zone when I first was getting going with that, I've never been like this deep into like my entrepreneurial venture to like the point where I don't want to do anything It's Like mm. I can't wait till we can start making money because- It changes the game. It does. A hundred percent. I figured out my my minimum bills and I'm doing a couple of things to change that by like a hundred dollars a week, which is a, a lot, you know? And oh, yeah. I'm trying to basically get myself down to like, be able to live off $18,000 a year. So once we're making money, I can thrive, you know, be good and and start putting money away. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. It's, it's coming. It's coming, mark my words, episode 44, which is a divine number that (laughs) says that a lot of the times when you see 44, it's like a, it's like a acknowledgement of of a thought or what you're doing. And you just got to kind of put it together. And that's kind of how this episode is feeling
0: we could be just a couple of months away from some actual money yeah actually paying ourselves we've been working since december on this and we haven't gotten a dime not a single dime but hours and hours of work and and that's just to get to this point on the hemp farm not
1: counting all the hard work and money yeah. you put into Silver City Acres, dude. Which like, I remember how much you told, oh, my yeah, God, a, lot, yeah. a shit ton. Like, but com- combined, we have probably put together in, in our process to get to this point, we've probably paid six figures together pretty close. And uh, I would much rather do that than pay that on school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, because you. at least you learn something. Yeah. I can't wait. I uh, I heard a quote to, just to wrap it up from Gary. and This this one really, really hit me. I'm like, obviously. And he's, he was talking about college kids. And um, he was talking about how people pay, invest $80,000 in a piece of paper that doesn't guarantee them a job. That's a lot of money.
1: It's even more messed up because sometimes it's not on the person's fault. It's try to get, you know... $100,000 is like probably 80 to 100,000 is the average student loan debt.
0: I'd say, yeah. So
1: try getting an 80 to $100,000 business loan when you come out of high school. Good luck. Won't happen. It's, it's a messed up system and it definitely needs to change. And I think with the amount of independent million and billionaires that there are nowadays, I think that they could definitely put a dent in the system by just like creating a service that, you know, is basically like school loans for entrepreneurs, but instead you get a business loan and, but as a part of the business loan, you have to take a few business classes with them or sit through seminars, whatever it is, you know. Kind of a bit supervised almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you want to set them up for success on, on that loan, not just give them money and be like, bye, like colleges, you know? Right. So for sure, that was, that was an amazing ending. <laughs> for sure. So uh, we're going to go back, edit the video. He's going to do some farm work while I edit the video. It's, it's all day, baby. And every, then this guy's finally minute. getting some kind of personal time <laughs> to yeah. actually spend with family just like yeah. I
0: did yesterday. It's so important. It was my dad's birthday yesterday. Right. Nice. So today. Happy birthday. Yeah, real. So today we're gonna go uh, we used to go fishing a lot when I was younger. So we're gonna go fishing now that I'm older, I can have a couple of beers. Yeah. Just just enjoy enjoy the day. He's uh, he's my dad's been on this big kick where he compares he like I think he saw like a left-handed screwdriver or something, and it made him laugh a lot. So he's been, so it yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's been calling things like everything he sees is like left-handed. <laughs> like left-handed steering up. wheel. <laughs> yeah. So he's been left-handed calling it microphone. See, uh, he's been calling this trip a left-handed trip. That's hilarious. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna That's hang awesome. out with him and just kind of kick it back and really enjoy some, uh, some non-working time. Hell yeah, definitely needed definitely again thank you guys so much for all of your attention thank you for all the support that you've given us we love you this whole this whole thing no one has ever spoken bad about it and that's that really travels miles and miles thank you so much
1: yes thank you so much peace